Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, this is Leonard Kim. Welcome back to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Today we got Art Geyser on the line with us. He's an NLP trainer, medical researcher, healer. Uh, he also does leadership and he's been a team specialist for major corporations for 39 and he's been uh, studying uh, psychic development for 39 years. Uh, he does energetic and spiritual healing and all those other things. Um, it seems like you kind of have a wide variety of things that you do or how did you kind of get into all of that um yeah i know it, it seems like they're opposing but they're not to me i mean uh when i was young my father was one of the early mainframe computer uh computer men he we moved to california so he could be in charge of running like the second or third commercial mainframe computer so i grew up around science and when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a scientist when I grew up and do research and, and always love logic. But I also had a part of me that was very attracted to mysticism. And I, I just somehow knew even at a young age that there were all these powers of the unconscious mind. In fact, in elementary school, I would hypnotize friends. I'd, I'd gotten some books from the library. That actually, my mother had to check them out because they wouldn't even let me check them out. And so I would always had this fascination both between the world of logic and the world of going beyond logic. And then at a certain point, I realized, well, what if I put them together? And that was the birth of, of my work. I, I want to hear about like when you were hypnotizing your friends in school, what kind of happened? Like, how did they react? What were their initial reactions? Did they fall under a spell? Was it like what you see on TV or what kind of happened with that? Well, when I was young, it was always just fun. But then something happened that made me stop doing it for years. When I was 18, a, a friend of mine, a group of his coworkers wanted to go camping on a beach here in California at night. And there was like nobody there but us. And we're mm -hmm. camped under this huge boulder and a fire. And it was, it was like one of those horror movies <laughs> you know, where, where the teenagers <laughs> are off somewhere isolated. And... I had taught him hypnosis, and he used to hypnotize some of his friends, so they asked me to hypnotize him. And so because he was used to hypnosis, it was easy to put him in a very deep trance. And I just kept taking him deeper and deeper and deeper. And I knew there was something called age regression in hypnosis, where if somebody's in a deep trance, they can you, you can actually get them to think they're a different age, like they're oh, wow. 15 or, five or even younger. So I just kept taking him younger and younger, and it was really fascinating. And I thought, I wonder what would happen if I took him into the womb. So I, I had him, I told him he was like back in the womb. And his descriptions of things were really interesting. And years later, when I became a researcher, my field was reproductive endocrinology. And when I look back on some of the things that he talked about, about being in the womb makes sense. Like he talked about having some control over things. And the, the fetus and the placenta control a lot of things about pregnancy. Hmm. And, and just a lot of it was really fascinating. And I thought, and I didn't believe in past lives at the time, but I thought, well, I wonder what would happen if I took him back to before he was born. And what I was expecting would happen is that he would just go, well, I wasn't anything before I was born. But I, I took him back, 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 and finally to, to before he was born. And all of a sudden, he literally went into convulsions. He looked like a fish out of water. And, oh, wow. and I thought, oh, my God, one of my best friends, I've, I've, I've destroyed his brain or something. And um, I, I didn't want to wake him up immediately. So I, I started just trying to bring him back to the present. And all of a sudden, he, in a very deep voice, he went, wake me up. Just like that. Mm. And I went, wake up. <laughs> and his eyes popped open and he looked at me and went, don't ever do that again. But he actually had this amazing wow. spiritual experience. And, you know, who knows what the truth of it is. But in his experience, he pulsed out of his body. He was even above us looking down. He could see us sitting in a circle by the campfire around his body. And um, 
And then he go and and he was wild. I mean, he, he kept going. There aren't any words for these things. I mean, why aren't there any words? And 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 he finally he went. He goes and I told you to wake me up because I felt like I was being drawn into the source. And I went, what? Mm. And he goes, the only way I can describe it. And he pointed out to the ocean. He goes, imagine you could go a mile out in the ocean and go a mile down and you picked a point and that's where all the water comes from. And he goes, I felt like I was being drawn into it. So I told you to wake me up. And that got me to realize I didn't know what I was doing. So I don't think I hypnotized anybody again for about 10 years until I studied hypnosis along with the neuro-linguistic programming. But part of what happened is it, I believe that, that we existed more than just our bodies, but that, that to me was very compelling that he had this experience of being outside of his body. And again, in hypnosis, is it a hallucination? Is it the truth? But it, it felt true to me. And it really, after, once I got over being scared of, of ever doing that again, it got me to want to really find out more about both the, the powers of the unconscious mind, but also are we spirits in a body and what can you do with that? And um, so later when I became, I became an NLP trainer back in 1985, I said with all the developers of, of neuro-linguistic programming, but they, I was doing this in Marin County, north of San Francisco. And this was in the early eighties. And there were a lot of people that were into healing and energy work. And, and, and meanwhile, I I'm, was running a research lab for the university of California medical school in San Francisco, but they started teaching me things and introducing me to teachers. And I, I began to realize when you took the logical power of NLP and combined it with healing and transformative energy work, you got something that was far beyond either of those things by themselves. And that was the birth of what I call energetic NLP. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Like I've had friends who've had spiritual moments or moments where they've kind of looked into a past life and they said they remember like being in like the Vietnam War and you know, they're in their 30s <laughs> and um, oh. you know it could happen it may have happened it may not and then you have other people who've had um, like spiritual awakenings and things like that and then on the NLP side it's more practical and more of an approach that kind of goes into going uh, uncover things and um it's uh, unique to hear someone who's kind of taken both sides of that and tied it together uh do you think your professional uh research with your curiosity for the esoteric world is what kind of drew them to a combination of each other? Oh, definitely. And I, I want to be clear to people listening. When I teach programs, I have something I call the energetic NLP pledge. And I make them, I, I like to have fun in my programs and, and I like people not to take it all that seriously. <clears throat> so I make them take a pledge, raise their right hand and the whole thing. And the pledge is that they won't believe anything that I tell them. And uh, there's so many people teaching energy work and spirituality, and everybody's going, this is the truth. You know, and, and who knows what the truth is? Um, I mean, I believe the truth is complex and multidimensional and, and goes beyond our conscious understanding. But when I teach people, I go, here's some ideas, try them out, see how they work for you. But don't, don't believe what I'm saying, explore it. And my goal is always to connect with their own inner wisdom and spiritual information. And one thing I would like to mention, I, for decades, I worked with Fortune 100 companies, mainly like finance, pharma, high tech, in, in, in both executive coaching, but also developing extraordinary leaders and teams. And one of the things that I realized is if I worked with the energy of the group, I could, I could take a team that hated each other, and a few days later, they'd be a great team. Now, part of hmm. that was teaching them very practical NLP-type skills of communication and understanding other people. But part of it, I would also work with them on an energetic level. And for, um, for the people listening that are interested in um, being out there in the world, it, when, once you know about energy, so many of the top people in the world, like a Tony Robbins, they're doing a lot with the energy all the time. You know, they don't talk about it, but they're doing it. And entertainers, the really charismatic entertainers, 
they're, they're working with energy, sometimes on a very unconscious level, sometimes very deliberately. So I have a question. When someone has negative energy towards someone, like you can feel it, like it like leaks off their body. Yeah. And you just feel that weird vibe and so forth. So if you got two people who don't like each other, how are you rearranging the energy to turn into a positive relationship? Because like I know when like two couples are fighting or two people yeah. see each other and they hated each other for years, like that isn't an easy situation to flip around. No, and and my goal isn't isn't to coerce them into anything. So like when I work with a corporate team, even if they hate each other when they come in, on a deep level, they're stuck with one another and they'd rather, um, they'd rather get along. So I hook into that desire in them. And then, well, think of it like if you were gonna throw a party, you don't force people to have fun, you don't force people to connect, but you try to set it up the seating, the music and everything so that it's easy for them to do that. Yeah. So in energy work, it's really, really, really important not to try to force anything on anybody. But I, I connect with this deep desire they have to get along and, and to feel better about their work. And then what I keep doing is I clear energies out of the room, the energies of frustration and aggravation. And I just bring in energies of collaboration, creative problem solving. And, and by the way, anybody can learn to do this. This isn't some skill that only a few of us can do. Everybody has the ability to do this. It's not even hard. It's, it's actually really easy. Um, but the, the main thing is you don't force anything. You just make it available. Again, like, in fact, can I give you a, a real tangible example of it? Yeah, sure. So we're working with um, uh, when the top um uh, biomed companies and one of the first ones genentech which is now part of roche and there was a meeting of a they they had totally reorganized this group and there were about 166 people in the group and so there was a big meeting because you know a lot of upset about the reorganization and there were a number of consultants that i worked with and we were all working together and you don't want to and we were doing that so we could break into small groups and, and work with individuals and in small groups but you don't want to have six consultants up in the front of the room. So two of us were up in the front of the room and I was in the back of the room, a very large room, of course, um, with the owner of the, of the consulting company. And we'd been having a good meeting so far, but people were starting to get uh, uh, grouchy with one another. And you could feel the, you know, like when you're in a meeting and you can feel the energy just gets really heavy. And mm -hmm. And, and people, it was turning from a, a great meeting to not to a, a poor meeting. So I said to the owner, I go, how does the room feel to you right now? And she goes, and I know people are edgy and blah, blah, blah. And I went, well, tell me how it feels in five minutes. And all I did, and again, anybody can learn to do this. It's not some uh, skill only a few people have. But I just cleared all the frustration and fear and anxiety energy out of the room and I just brought in energies of collaboration and creative problem solving. Again, not forcing it on anybody, but but like like if you're in a room and the air is getting really stale and somebody opens the window and you go, ah, and all of a sudden everybody feels better. It's kind of like that. So I just cleared out the, the heavy energy, brought in all this other energy. And the owner of the, comp of the consulting company comes back to me five minutes and goes, what did you do? The whole meeting changed again. Huh. And, and that's all I had. And anybody can learn to do it. it, it the, the thing is, it's not even hard. It's really quite easy. That's pretty intriguing, especially if you're able to go out there and rearrange the energy in a place. Um, why don't we get a little bit more into exactly how to do that after our commercial break? But before we do that, where can people find you online, Art? Um they can find me at uh, www.energeticnlp.com. The word energetic, the letters NLP, like Nancy Larry Peter.com. But they might also like, I have a, a free series of videos that helps people clear unconscious blocks and, and energetic and spiritual blocks to success. And that one, if they go to Blockbuster, one word, Blockbuster, the number seven.com, so BlockbusterLucky7.com. They can get a series of, of these free four videos 
that will start teaching them how to work with energy and will start clearing energetic and unconscious blocks to their own uh, success and happiness. Awesome. Well, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim. We'll be back after this commercial break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim with Art Geyser here. We've been talking a lot about some interesting things um, like the combination of NLP and also the spiritual world and the presence of energy. And uh, Art gave a great example of how he cleared and rearranged the energy at a high stakes meeting and changed the whole dynamics of it. So we're probably sitting here in the audience thinking, how can we go out there and change energy in our own settings? Art, do you have any tips for our listeners to go out there and uh rearrange that energy or do anything to uh change what's going on in their own personal environment yes and 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 it's going to be really easy i I would like to say one thing first um again I, i was a medical researcher for years i for the people that are skeptical i i totally appreciate that i do always like to mention there is in fact hundreds and hundreds of good scientific studies done in the U.S., Russia, all over the world that show that the human energy field is real and you can affect it with your thoughts. So I just like um, a great book on that is uh, called The End to Upside Down Thinking, if people want to check that out. But the key to making energy work simple is just to realize it is simple and that what makes it really simple is if you use like symbols or metaphors. One thing that I learned from NLP is you can tap into the power of your unconscious mind by using symbols and metaphors. And they don't have to literally make sense. They, they just need to let your unconscious mind know, oh, th- this is what you want me to do. And your unconscious mind and your spirit figure out how to do it. Hmm. So before I tell people, again, the simple way to clear energies, I want to be clear that um, of a couple of things. One is that program I mentioned, the blockbuster7.com. Again, it's free. If, if people are going to start playing around with energy work, please get that program. Because energy work is safe if you know a few basics. But it, a lot of people start teaching people energy things. And it's like you gave a, a 14-year-old the keys to the car and go have fun. <laughs> and they're, they're supposed to figure out how to drive and how to do it safely. So Energy work is safe if you know the basics. If not, 
it, it, can, it, it is not safe either for yourself or other people. So in that, that blockbuster7.com, they'll learn the basics they need to know to do it safely. But again, if you, if you, and again, this isn't faith healing. If you just step into the idea that the unconscious mind understands symbols and metaphors, one that I like to use a lot is pretty much everybody, when they were a child, played with a magnet. And you know that when you hold the magnet up and you hold a pin up, all you have to do is let go of the pin and the magnet will pull it to it. The magnet does all the work. And your unconscious mind understands what that means. And, of course, that's energy in action. And we have magnetic fields. Um, in energetic NLP, you never use your own energy. And this is super important. A lot of people who learn energy healing, and this is what I was originally taught, they use their own energy to try to help other people. And it's why a lot of healers are unhealthy, because they're constantly depleting themselves. So mm. energy follows thoughts and intention. This is an old truism. Energy follows thoughts and intention. And if you think about it, all religions talk about praying for people, you know, and and whether you think that's happening through God or however you think that's happening, we know that we can affect people at a distance. That's why people have always prayed for other people. And, and it's because when you have those kind of thoughts, energy moves. And, and I know that sounds too simple, and it really is that simple. So a way to start clearing your own energy field, let's say you're, you're going to do a presentation or you have a big meeting or you've worked with people and uh, things didn't go too well or were tense. It's very easy to clear your own energy and then refresh. And all you need to do, and I'll, I'll talk people through it right now, is imagine four magnets. And, but let, let me back up and say one thing first. For anybody who'd like to receive energy, remote energy, while this is going on, you don't even have to believe it's true. Just give permission for that. Because even on the recordings, the remote energy will work. And it, it's not my energy. But one of the things that I do that anybody can learn to do is, is to move Earth and universal energies. So if, if, there are, if anybody listening wants some help clearing and healing some old blocks or opening up more abilities, just set that intention. Give permission for your spirit, your inner wisdom to be in charge. And then just pretend it's happening. And later, you'll know whether anything happened or not. But for right now, just pretend it's happening. And, and you don't need to believe it's happening. Just pretend it's happening. So I'll give people just a moment. If there's anything you'd like some help with, just set that intention. Give your own spirit, your own inner wisdom, permission to be in charge. And then just imagine energies are coming in from the earth, from spirit. You might think from God, angels, whatever your own beliefs are. Just imagine energies are coming in to heal you and nurture you. And the more playful you are with it, the more you treat it like, like if you, everybody listening was five years old and I told them how to do this, they'd do it incredibly well because they just giggle and do it. <laughs> they wouldn't even try to go, was it real? They just go, okay, you know, we're playing the game. So first, a way to clear their own energy. Imagine there's a magnet floating out in front of you. Imagine your inner wisdom or your spirit in charge. And then give that magnet permission to gently pull out of you in your energy field any energies that aren't yours and aren't helpful any energies that aren't yours. So notice I'm not saying negative and positive. The energies are either yours or they're not, or they're helpful or they're not. And if they're yours, they either belong in present time or they don't. And ones that don't are like old painful memories and traumas and failures. So just pretend right now that that magnet is gently and powerfully pulling out of you energies that aren't helpful, aren't yours, don't belong in present time. And some of you will have a feeling like there's a tug of war going on. So leave those alone. That, that Blockbuster 7 videos will tell you what to do with those. 
just whatever comes off easily right now. And then imagine that magnet drops in the earth and the earth recycles the energy. Take a second magnet, put it high above your head and imagine that energies are coming off from the whole shoulders in your head, around your head and up above your head, going up at least nine feet, three meters. That whole part of your energy field is being cleared and the energies are going up to that magnet. And again, just have fun with it. Just imagine it's happening. Drop that into the earth. Put a magnet behind you because a lot of energy literally hides behind your back. And let that magnet clear the whole back of your energy field. Drop that into the earth. Let the earth recycle it. And then the fourth and last magnet is in the earth. And let it clear from the base of your spine, through your legs, your feet, and your whole energy field around your legs and your feet, going down at least a meter, three feet below your feet. Let the ant magnet clear those energies. So we just did four magnets, one in front, one above, one behind, one below. And then you always want to fill up. So just give your inner wisdom, your spirit permission to fill you up with more of your authentic essence and with earth and universal energies that will help you be happier and more successful. And then just pretend they're filling you up. Leonard, I don't know if sometimes people notice it when they're doing, I'm, I'm curious if you noticed anything. Oh yeah. I, I noticed that tug and a few other things that I don't know how to kind of put into words. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've felt something. I, I don't know how to communicate it upon it, but uh, I do feel a difference. That, that's a great answer. Uh, and typically people go, well, either I feel lighter or more relaxed. Sometimes I feel a little sleepy. Sometimes they feel energized. And again, the process is super simple. Again, a magnet in front, a magnet above, a magnet behind, a magnet below. And one at a time, you just imagine whatever energies aren't yours, aren't helpful, or don't belong in present time are going off to it. And, and again, it's important, only what goes off easily. Uh, there's more advanced techniques for the things that are harder. Um, and then you, you just imagine your inner wisdom, your spirit filling you up with your essence and supportive energies at the end. And some of the listeners may be going, well, what is my essence? Um, and your your spirit, your inner wisdom knows what your essence is. So like you were saying, no words for it. Don't try to figure that out. And that process, what I'll recommend to people, if you do it in the morning when you first get up, to me, I, I feel like I've had a cup of coffee. It's like I go from groggy to hello world. And uh, if you do it before you go to bed, you'll sleep better. You'll get more rest. If you've got a big meeting, you can do it ahead of time or a presentation and just clear and refresh your energy. After meetings or working with people, particularly if, even if it was pleasant, it's always good to clear your energy. And then lastly, you can do it with a, with a whole room. So this is, that's essentially what I did with the people from uh, um, the pharmaceutical company is I just imagined big magnets outside the room and the energies that, that weren't helpful were leaving, and the room was filling with energies that are helpful. But again, if you're, if you're going to try that, you never force anything on anybody. You're not, you know, you're not bringing the energy in to try to make them do something. Because when you do that, consciously they won't know what you're doing, but on an inner level, they will, and they may... Uh, fight you, <laughs> essentially, you know, you'll go into resistance because people don't like to be forced. But if you think of it, you're just setting a nice atmosphere and if they don't want the energy, they don't have to use it. But on an inner level, almost always people would rather uh, not be in conflict or, and again, it isn't even just for conflict. One of my clients who works for a company in Silicon Valley, whenever she's at meetings, she does this and uh, a year ago, she was telling me she was in a rush and she didn't do it before the meeting. She didn't clear the energy. 
And it was the first time in years they had a bad meeting. You know? Oh, wow. And, and when I do it with my corporate clients, they'll often go, oh, we thought that was going to be a really hard meeting, but it was kind of magical. I'm going, yeah, it was. You know? well, yeah, I can see this definitely being a good thing for a lot of people, especially if they're all interacting with other people in the group to go out there and clear things out because a lot of people do you have baggage that they carry around? And um, what you also mentioned earlier about like some spiritual healers being in bad health, I do see that as the case. And if they are using their own energy, that can be quite exhausting to really make that happen. So I can see why that would happen. Well, and it's even worse than that because not only are they using their own energy, they're often absorbing the other people's energy. The first healing system I learned, I mean, in, in magical things would happen. I mean, uh, you know, things that blew my mind. I mean, people's bones would move, you know, shift mm. back into alignment and stuff. I mean, but they were teaching us to run our own life force into somebody else. And um, and so not only we were depleting ourselves, but we were, um, but, but I was taking on energy for other people. And at the, at the time, I was muscular and strong and super health and i i would go to the doctors and go i don't know why i'm tired all the time and my stomach hurts and and and, and they would never like tell me i was a hypochondriac i mean i looked like the picture of health i was one of those people at the gym people would come up to all the time and ask them what they should do to build up their arms or their chest or their legs you know and um but i felt like crap you know hmm. and it, uh, when i ran into um not my first teacher but the first teacher who who, oh, and my sinuses are constantly going. And I met a man named John Norman, uh, a friend introduced us. And John uh, looked at me and he goes, he goes, you're very psychic. You pick up a lot of energy in the telepathic channels that run through the head. And then he goes, you think it's sinus problems. And I went, oh my God. And it gets, you know, I'd go to the doctors and they go, well, there's, you don't have any allergies or anything. And um, so I started studying with John and realizing, oh, when I started clearing other people's energy out, I felt great. <laughs> and when I stopped giving away my energy. Um, but so many healers were taught to use their own energy. And it's, uh, it, it, it's sad because they tend to be wonderful people and they're, they're destructing their own bodies, you know. Yeah, it seems like there might be um, a step in there that, a lot of um, teachers may be skipping, which could be detrimental to a lot of the healers with the important work that they're doing. Yeah, it makes me, I mean, that's the way I was taught, which is why I, I and, and it affects you emotionally and your thoughts. And um, I didn't know what was going on with me. I mean, my clients were doing great. I wasn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then when I learned to care, and that's why I say to everybody, I do recommend getting those videos because they'll teach you how to really simple ways to keep clearing and filling up. And whether you want to do energy work or not, uh, and whether you even believe this is real, I, like sometimes I'll tell people, well, you know, maybe it's all psychological. I mean, I, I, I know it's not, but, but maybe it's just psychological. It still works. <laughs> However it works, it works. <laughs> That makes sense. Well, it's about time for us to hop off to another commercial break. Where can people find you online again? Um, they can find me at uh, Energetic, E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C, and the letters N-L-P, for Neuro Linguistic Programming, .com. Or if they want those videos uh, that are free, again, that's Blockbuster, one word, uh, number seven, dot com. So BlockbusterLucky7.com. Awesome, and you can find me at Mr. Larry Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. 
Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with a replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Art Geyser, and we've been talking about ways to go out there and clear out your energy. And if you're in the room, you're able to clear that energy out as well, take it to a meeting, and so forth. And there's a lot of resources that Art shared with exactly how to go out there and do that as well that you can learn on your own time. And he took us through an exercise to do it as well. Now, back to our segment, um, some people want to go out there. They might have to do something important like hop on a podcast hop onto a television segment, go speak on in the uh, audience for a stage. Um, what are some tips to go out there and do this? That's a great question. Um, so clearing your energy before you do it, and even if you just have a minute, you can do it real quickly, clearing it and, and filling it up. Um, but then one thing you can do, and again, if you've ever seen like a, a a really charismatic uh, singer or actor in person, you know, there's a whole energy that comes from them. I, I remember seeing Elton John when he was young, <laughs> when I was young, um, and it, it was uh, there were thousands and thousands of people in uh, what was called the Cow Palace uh, outside of San Francisco. And I hadn't studied energy work yet, but with my friends, we were talking about it later, he would like smile at the audience and you would feel this burst of energy. I'd never experienced anything like it before. And, and uh, really charismatic people, sometimes they're doing it deliberately, but some, a lot of them, they just naturally changing the energy for the listener. And in the simple way to do that. So whether it's on a podcast or in person is you can just imagine you're in an energy bubble with them while you're talking to them. So I like to think of it as like a giant gold ball of energy. And no matter where they are in the world, no matter where I am, if it's a podcast, while I'm talking to them, we're inside of it. And, and then I, I just imagine energies coming in that, that will help them with whatever is important to them. And I know that sounds too simple, but it really works. And when you combine it with bringing in energies like the energy of love. And even if it's a business meeting, um, one of my colleagues who's really good with energy and, and is a great corporate consultant. When he's talking to a group, working with a team or executive coaching, he's very smart and there's the logic and there's the edge to it. But you can also feel the love. And mm. he's just, and he's very deliberately in his mind imagining that, that Again, divine, universal love, however you want to think of it, is, is in that space. And that even when he's telling them the mistakes they're making, that they feel loved and supported. And 
So whether it's a podcast or in person, you know, I, I urge people try it out. Just imagine this is giant gold ball of energy for while you're working with them. And again, I know it sounds weird, but it works even on a recording. I mean, I've been doing this for many, many years. And um, I remember uh, uh, somebody I was doing executive coaching on once, and but he, he knew about the energy work. And he was listening to one of my recordings and he said, you know, he was actually multitasking. So he was doing something else and he had it on in the background. And he said, all of a sudden, his eyes started tearing up and he felt this incredible release. And he said, he looked at the phone and went, what the hell? You know, and <laughs> um, so however it works, I mean, I have theories, but I'm, I'm a very practical person. I just know it. You know, it's like people worked with gravity when they had no idea how it worked. Um, if you imagine that when you're speaking, whether it's recording or live, that all these wonderful energies are coming in for people, they'll feel it and it will affect them in a very positive way. And again, you never, it's important that you think of it, you're making it available to them. You're not shoving it into them. You're, it, again, I would compare it to like if you're in a stuffy room and you open a window and all of a sudden they go, oh, now I can breathe. You know, you're not forcing them to breathe. You're just bringing in good air. Because some people, and, and and it can work sometimes. You can force people. There are, I'll, I'll watch some presenters and stuff, and, and um, they're really very energetically manipulating the audience. But that can really backfire. And, 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 I, and in my opinion, it's just wrong. It, you know, but you can always bring in wonderful energies. And if people are skeptical of it, it's not going to hurt. The, the worst that will happen is it will psychologically affect you. <laughs> That's the worst that will happen. Um, and, and that alone would be profound. But you'll find when you do it, people react to it. Just as that meeting that I mentioned I wasn't even the one in front and I started working with the energy and everybody changed and everybody started cooperating. So it really is this easy as long as you're not forcing anything on anybody, then you can get in trouble. <laughs> is that helpful? Yeah, I think that's pretty helpful. And I think a lot of people, <clears throat> when they feel that force of something, they're just going to like shut down because it's like, telling someone who you don't work with or something to go do something like people don't like that. So that forcefulness is going to naturally come out and have resistance towards it. So I think by not being forceful is kind of the way to go. Now there's other situations out there where um, people might uh, have more of a basic need to clear the energy, like simple things from like relationships to like a conversation mm -hmm. with someone new, maybe like a first date. Um, would the principles behind these situations be pretty similar? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same thing. And again, you, you, there are people, um, you know, you can, you could be on a first date and you could try to energetically force them to like you and stuff. But again, um, bad idea on just so many different levels, but, but yeah, it's the same principles. Uh, it's all human relationships, whether with your family, your kids, your parents, your pets, because pets will react to it too. It's really interesting. Um, oh, uh, my friend. My friend did oh, um, so with any other living being. It it's why some people, you know, have um a way with animals. You know, it, they're they're working with the energy whether they know it or not, along with you know whatever else they're doing. Oh, my friend um did um Reiki on uh, my um dog that was repossessed by my ex wife, and um she was pretty happy. <laughs> I'm sorry, the sound cut out again. Can you repeat oh, that? My apologies. So, um, so um, one of my friends, uh, he did a uh, Reiki on my former dog, and my dog took that uh, event pretty happily and had a pleasant time doing it. Um, again, probably I, I don't because know what's of going the energy. On my end, but I was only hearing part of what you were saying. 
I see. Um, I think I, I, I guess the way the technology to go... gods or something. <laughs> oh, no worries. So I guess the way to go and summarize that is um, that energy uh, that art's basically going out there and talking about, like, it, it does have a presence in animals as well. When my friend came over, he did Reiki on our dog. And um, our, our little Rue, like, she sat there, wagged her tail, was as peaceful as could be, had an amazing experience. And you could kind of tell that that energy shift that was within her kind of went out there and kind of calmed her and brought her to a <laughs> happier place, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's one of the things that we've, in, in my my training programs, we do a lot of really deep energy work. And people's energy fields become more authentic, but they're different. You know, they clear out so much of other people's stuff because our energies are just clogged with other people's energy. And one of the things that we learned is that people would go home and their pets would look at them funny. And I remember one time we went to this woman's home and her dog would look at her funny and bark and go in a circle and bark. And it was like he was going... I know it's you, but something's really different. <laughs> and, but what we learned is that you can energetically, um, uh, yeah, I can't explain how to do it now, but you can energetically, when you've made a really deep shift, um, it's kind of like sending out emails when you change your email address. You can do the energy equivalent of that to people and, and your pets, and then they're comfortable with it. But when, but, when they're not prepared in some way, sometimes they're really surprised. It's quite strange. Yeah, it definitely can be. Well, you've also done a lot of amazing things in this world. Um, I heard that uh, you got two empowerments directly from the Dalai Lama when you were over in Tibet. Uh, Tibet. How, how, how did that come about? Well, actually, both of those were in the U.S. I wasn't in Tibet, I, I wish. But... Um, because the Dalai Lama can't even go to Tibet. But the Dalai Lama, when he speaks, uh, he, he's you know, a very wise, older man um, and, and, and really wonderful. But there's something that they call empowerments. And when it's empowerments, he works with the energy to open up your spiritual abilities. And I was fortunate to get two empowerments from him. And I always have to tell people, it wasn't like, the Dalai Lama and I sitting in my living room. It was, you know, there were a couple of thousand people at the same time, um, or hundreds anyways. But what one of them was uh, what they call the Blue Medicine Buddha Empowerment, which opens up your ability to heal yourself and heal other people. And it really increased my healing abilities for others. And the other one was um, uh, something called Dzogchen, which is part of being on the path of enlightenment. So I'm still working on that one. But, but if anybody ever has an opportunity, again, when he gives a talk, the energy is really nice. And, you know, and, he, he, and he says a lot of wisdom. But when he does these empowerments, um, uh, I, I, the second one, I brought some friends to it. And, and later we were all like stunned you know, in a good way. But the, he's the one powerful, when, when he's doing the work, He's very, very, very powerful. I bet. I mean, uh, he's been doing this for a long time. So the impact that uh, the energy that kind of probably comes from what he's doing has to be like fivefold, tenfold from even like a top expert. Well, and, and he's also groups create what are called thought forms, collections of energy. So there are these Tibetan Buddhist thought forms that he has access to because he's the Dalai Lama. So it, it's his own personal development, but it's also he has access to, um, uh, they're like reservoirs of en energy, like a water reservoir, and he can turn them on. <laughs> and the first time I saw him, and I was still fairly new to energy work, I'm, I'm looking at him. And these gigantic arcs of energy are coming off of him on both sides. I'm looking and going like, holy whatever. <laughs> it was like, um, it was quite amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that does sound pretty amazing. And it does sound like quite an experience. Um, some people out there might want to go out there and um, try to meet the Dalai Lama one day. Do you have any tips for them on 
how they could potentially meet him? I apologize again. The sound cut off for me. Oh, some people may want to meet the Dalai Lama one day. Do you have any tips on how they could go and meet him? I'm so sorry, Leonard. Can you try that one more time? I think we're having kind of stormy weather here a bit, and I don't know if that's affecting things. But Oh, no worries. Um, so let's say I wanted to meet the Dalai Lama. How would I potentially go about meeting him one day? The only th other thing, I, I can if you want. I could call in on a different line, and maybe that would work. Um, well, it's about time for us to wrap up our show anyways. Um, for anyone who wants to go out there and uh, learn more about Art Geyser and what he's doing, uh, he has a series that you could kind of go out there and look at. And that's going to be at Blockbuster 7, which goes through his whole Blockbuster7.com which goes through his whole entire um, system on how to go out there and use this energy. He also has a website called Energetic NLP. That's E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C NLP.com. And that will go out there and talk about all the different things that Art Geyser, and, uh, Art Geyser does. And um, we wanted to thank everyone who joined us uh, for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Uh, once again, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.